Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. and one-third of the illustrious three-man booth. And before I, I bring my comrades into the fold, allow me to say you could have been anywhere in the world this evening, but you're here with us, and we appreciate your patronage. Uh, now, let me introduce the other two-thirds of the illustrious three-man booth before we get into this edition of the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG. Renegade Radio brought to you by Resistance Digital. Uh, on my right, I got my man, D. Wills. Holla at the people. Sports news. We have so much happening in sports news right now. 
I'm excited, man. You know, I'm just trying to make sure I got my PR person with me so you know, I don't mess up any time during this 90 minutes. You know, I won't say anything crazy. You know, like hey man, don't sleep on the value of a PR rep. All right, there's some folks out there who uh, their PR rep is working hard for them right now. I'm talking about. Uh, Jay Z, his PR person's got to be out there right now, uh, working the phone, <laughs> uh, working working overtime to try and uh, put put some water on this fire that that uh, his his sister in law has started, and then your boy Donald Sterling and his whole camp. I mean, it, it, his whole his whole entourage, his whole lineage just need to fall back for about thirty forty days. <laughs> Like, just go away for a little bit, man. Like, somebody needs to put him on house arrest or something, man. This cat, he, you know, people do these interviews. You know, they sit down with, you know, Katie Couric, Barbara Walters, Anderson Cooper. They sit down with these folks, and it's supposed to make the situation better. It's supposed to give the average American a better understanding of their perspective. But it only backfires. I've never seen this really work for anybody. And yeah, his PR people—they um, need to be fired. <laughs> they need to be fired. I'm telling you. <laughs> so let's let's let's, uh, let's sharpen up the triangle. Uh, we got the hammer in the house, sitting in for my man PhD, who could not be with us tonight. He's checking out the Rangers. And, and the Penguins taking in some NHL playoff hockey. That, that's that's new terrain for the sports guys. That's new terrain for RSG. I don't know if they're ready for renegades at a hockey game, but uh, PAG is getting them primed. But we got the the hammer in the house to uh, get us through this 90 minutes of funk we're going to lay on y'all. Hammer, how you doing since we last spoke, man? I'm blessed, man. I'm just happy uh, to be asked to uh, take over a PhD, and uh, we got a lot to talk about, a lot going on in the sports world. Real sports guys going to bring it. D. Wills, Game Changer, and a hammer to guests, uh, and just happy to be uh, on the team tonight, you know, subbing. So, six man, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about, six man of the year right there in the house. Uh, so, let's just jump into it. This portion of the show is called the intro to let them know. If you're listening to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG, Renegade Radio, brought to you by Frederick's Accounting, XL Academics, On the Rocks in Rockford, Illinois, and Resistance Digital Solutions. Uh, fellas, we're going to jump into it. Again, all the guests and hosts this evening will come via the Frederick's Accounting Gateway, Frederick's Accounting, a national accounting service where clients never fear April 15th. Make sure you check them out. They'll get you hooked up. The good folks at Frederick's Accounting will address your business and personal accounting needs. Make sure you hit them up. Tell them the real sports guy sent you. That's Frederick's Accounting. Now, fellas, we're going to talk NFL draft and the funky editorial brought to you by On The Rocks. We're going to give out the RSG, the RSG edition of Draft Grades. Now, we don't come at it from a Fugazi perspective. We understand, all right, that you really won't know the value of a draft for another two to three years, at least, and sometimes longer. But what we are going to look at is who we feel like put them in position to be able to, uh, one, they acquired the most talent, two, 
they managed the process, all right, and three, they made moves when moves needed to be made. You know, it's still it's still a process. You know, you may not know what you're doing. It's like an investment, all right? You may not know on that day how your investment is going to turn out, but you still got to make a good investment. You got to have a good a good game plan to begin with, and you got to stick with that game plan or else you don't have a shot to begin with. So we're going to look at who put themselves in a position to three, four years from now, be looking back on this draft as a pivotal draft for their franchise, a game-changing draft uh, for their franchise. So we're going to get into that. Of course, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. we got uh, four hot series going right now, uh, Washington, Indiana, Miami, Brooklyn, Oklahoma City, Los Angeles, and San Antonio and Portland. So we're going to talk about those um, and dig into all of that. Uh, we're going to hit you off with the Resistance Digital Dog of the Week. And then we have our uh, XL Academics last word to close out the show. So we have another uh, exciting, rambunctious, and fabulous edition of the Real Sports Guys on deck for you. And we're just going to jump right in with a new edition of the Funky Editorial brought to you by On the Rocks in Rockford, Illinois. On the Rocks, great establishment, great food, great people, great music. Make sure you check out our man, Craig Stockwell, at On the Rocks in Rockville, Illinois. Uh, get some of that good food. Again, we're going to work out that RSG special menu. we got to get Craig on that. But let's go ahead and hit him off with the funky editorial. Fellas, the one thing we need to say, shall we say it, y'all? Melvin, right. Jimmy, Coleman, Ryan, sit. Everybody want to get funky one more time. This edition of the Funky Editorial, the Renegades are about to break down the 2014 NFL Draft. Now, before we get into the format and laying the format out for you guys, for the listeners out there, I just want to get a feel for how the fellas felt about the timing of the draft. You know, the NFL moved it back a couple of weeks, about two weeks, um, due to scheduling conflict at Radio City Music Hall, uh, Hank, how, how did you feel about the, the, the timing of the draft? Was it too late for you? Nah, brother, it was it was great because uh, by bottom line, the draft is a great drama. It's a drama of uh, young men trying to get that dream. And so the longer it was, the more revelations came out about, you know, Medenberger, about um, the kid uh, from um, from uh, the U, uh, the big tackle that uh, barely got drafted, Um I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, just compelling people, the clowny situation about whether he's going to be traded for, whether he's going to get drafted or not. Khalil Mack, it just, it just made the story even more compelling, the fact that um, it was later. And it should be even later than this, you know, uh, later, having it at the end of May. So um, the draft is the most compelling drama there is because you have young men who – want to get in the league, you know, the Michael Sam story, just all, all the stories about, uh, you know, Blake Bortles getting to stay basically his, his crib with uh, Jacksonville. And so, no, nah, it, it, I had no problem with it at all. Um, and the fact that uh, the draft outdrew two NBA playoff games combined in the ratings just shows how compelling it is. I mean, the NFL is where it's at as far as uh, sports goes right now, plain and simple. Let's not even talk about okay. baseball with the ratings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I 
Okay, you, you, you dropped some knowledge right there. D. Wills, what was your perspective on the uh, timing of the NFL draft this season? How did you feel about it? Well, I, you know, a lot of the um, – when people are doing an analysis, they, they, they try to link a lot of the success of this draft to, you know, um, Sam and Manziel. And, but the thing about the draft, the draft always has storylines. And so in a way I agree with um, – with, uh, with Carl and with uh, the Hammer, uh, that um, that um, the the building the drama up to the draft is not a bad thing, and I think you know as we we're thinking about going and doing grades, I think teams didn't make as many mistakes because they had a little more time to find out more about players, um, and you got a better sense of the players. You you got a chance to understand who's really that type of player. Because you can't really sustain that front for that long. Something's going to break down through this process. And I think it allowed for the scrutiny and allowed for the kind of trades uh, that you saw uh, to happen and for players to get picked closer to where their value sits. So I didn't mind it. It got a little bit away from the, uh, the Final Four and um, championship gave us something else to look for. Um, I think it's good to be baked in with the NBA um, uh, playoffs. So yeah, I, 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 you know, at first I was, you know, thinking, wow, it never come, but I, I actually liked it. Yeah, and I think I was where both of you guys were. I, at first, I was a little like, come on, man, let's get the draft going, man. It should be, it should have happened already. But what I think it did is it gave, it, for me, it was good for me as an individual sports fan because. It allowed me to just sit back for the first uh, round of the playoffs and just focus on the NBA playoffs. I mean, we got good through a couple of game sevens, so I could really just lock in on the first round, which was a very good first round. And then this weekend, I got hit off with the draft. And so it, it just worked out very well, um, in my opinion, um, as far as, you know, the timing of it all and being able to kind of soak it all in and enjoy it. I thought the draft was very well-timed um, in that sense. I was a little skeptical at first, but looking back on it, it kind of gave me a couple of weeks of really action-packed sports viewing, um, which, you know, I felt good about. Let me ask you this question. The, the one wrinkle they had in you did cover is that they, get, they got to pick their own in, uh, music when they got selected. What did you think about that? And then, uh, You know the what? I didn't, even, I didn't even catch it. You didn't catch it, so let's take nah, a I, 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 I couldn't hear the music. I mean, I, could, I, I knew, I knew they, I knew they had it, but watching it on yeah. TV, they didn't really play it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I didn't I hear really, the music either. Yeah, I, yeah, the music I didn't really get get to get to feel that piece of it. You know, that's the piece that I think that's cool that they've done that. Now they got to flesh it out so that like you can you can actually hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I was I was looking for it, but it wasn't audible um, on the broadcast. So so so, what song would you have come in on? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, hmm, hmm. That's a tough question, man. Because a tough question. Isn't you know it? me I'm as a music guy, I gotta sit and ponder I, I on mine. that, man. I, I gotta sit and ponder on that. What what would you have done, Hammer? Man, stronger Kanye West, no doubt, man. Okay, okay. A couple came in like that. No okay, like no that. doubt, no question. That's all about the draft process, about the perseverance. I mean, all these young men, what they went through from, you know, prep to 
the college game, you know. I mean, there are a lot of a lot of big big uh, you know five star guys who were at home, you know, watching the draft, you know, just hoping, you know, hoping for a prayer. Yeah, I, so, I, nah. I got mine now. I got mine now. I got mine now. D. Williams, I want to hear yours first. <laughs> I thought about this. I went back and forth on it. I might see, but see, I'm, these young guys like this wouldn't think of a song like this. But for me, I might come out with some LL. I'm bad. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down. That's, that's that's one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites. I like that selection. I like both of y'all selections. I like the Kanye. I like the LL. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Kanye. I like the LL. For mine, I'm going Jay-Z public service announcement. Just to draw oh, to the whole start of the song. And then, then, then the organs come in and, you know, yeah, allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> I'm getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm coming out. That's how I'm coming out right there. I need to reintroduce myself. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Good question. Good. Great question. Great question, D. Woods. Great question. Let's jump into this format we got here. All right. So we got kind of a three-tier process that we got going on. We got. Uh, we're gonna give you a couple of teams at each level of our yeah at each tier of our uh, ranking system here. So we got Dean's list. These are teams that performed at the highest level during the draft, meaning they acquired talent, they ran the process, you know, and it took and, and they took advantage of opportunity when opportunity presented itself. Then we got academic good standing, teams that were solid but didn't blow us away. And then we got academic probation, teams that missed completely in our eyes and the GM and coach are uh, on, on, on notice as of, you know, Monday morning. They were on notice. So uh, let's start with uh, Hammer and your Dean's list. You can give me, give me whatever teams you got. We, we said a max of three. If you got three, give me all three. If you don't, don't sweat it. Give me what you got. I got three. I got. Uh, I can put it out right there. I got St. Louis, I got Minnesota, and I got uh, Atlanta. I'll break down St. Louis. Great draft. Started off with, I believe, uh, could be the next Walter Jones, uh, Greg Robinson. Just, just a beast. Can run a sub five uh, forty at three hundred. You know, forty pounds. Just, just uh, a, a, a tackles tackle. I mean, just tremendous guy and. I mean, in my understanding, he's going to play some guard to start off. He's versatile, and, and this guy's a beast. And so you got to handle the uh, one thing Jeff Fisher and Les Need know, you got to handle that, that line of scrimmage. And so on the offensive side of the ball, they did it. And then they went on the defensive side of the ball with their pick, Aaron Donald, just an absolute beast, man. Uh, just a tremendous deep D tackle is going to just cause havoc in the NFL. Uh, one of them for my hometown team, but – you know, didn't happen. We picked a, a, a third corner, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, and then you look at the, the other picks they had, you know, LaMarcus Joyner, Mason, I mean, you know, Gil, Gilbert, a nice quarterback depth. You know, Michael Sam's going to have a nice motor. So I, I like I like their draft a lot. I think uh, St. Louis is going to be the next level in the toughest division of football and, and really bring it. Minnesota. Anthony Barr is going to be a beast. I mean, Anthony Barr, the converted running back, 
Uh, he's going to be just an absolute freak, uh, just learning the game and just going to be a nightmare. Terry Bridgewater, I don't care about a pro day, man. Jamarcus Russell had a great pro day. Look what happened to him. So I don't hear about no pro day. <laughs> great point. I, I want to see on tape. And the bottom line is Terry Bridgewater can bring it and Cadillac and all side, just great draft pick for Mike Zimmer starting off uh, in Minnesota. Uh, North Turner gonna be an OC, gonna really, and, and, and Bridgewater gonna be starting. You know, Castle's a bum. Don't even mention about Ponder. Ponder stole money. So, and you look at what they did too. Uh, Jerry McKenzie will be a nice backup, uh, taking over for um, my man. Um, uh, I forgot my man uh, from Stanford, uh, which is Jacksonville. Totally Garrett Gerhardt uh, 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 for yeah, Gerhard. uh, for uh, for AP. Yep. Yankee was a nice pick. Uh, I mean, this is just a nice, nice draft uh, through and through. And Jabari Price uh, in the corner, and so uh, I mean, this this is a nice, uh, a nice team. And then going to Atlanta, and Atlanta brought it with the first pick. I mean, go with the bloodline, the Matthews, the Clay Matthews, Bruce Matthews tree, solid. Clay Matthews right now, Brandon. A little some injuries, but a beast. And Jake Matthews is going to be a great. Tied, uh, a great uh, tackle, and just just the safest pick probably in the draft. Hagerman, you know, with Minnesota, great, great uh, three technique D tackle. My man, I gotta give a shout out to my Badger, Dev Southworth. He's gonna bring it from Florida. Gonna be a good, nice player. Wouldn't be surprised if he's in the Pro Bowl. Just just big, solid safety. Uh, Devontae Freeman's gonna be nice. Uh, with uh, Steven Jackson slowing down. I mean, they just had a great draft, uh, great draft uh, up in the, in the ATL, man. And that, that's my Dean's list. Okay. All right. So the, the team I like from your Dean's list is St. Louis. Um, you know, I love it. I really do. I really love it when teams go after improving a strength, you know, and really trying to hit – they're close to hitting a ceiling in a particular category, whether it be – your secondary or your pass rush, and you just, you just say, you know what, we need that one more piece, and then we become a real problem in this particular area, um, an exceptional problem. And I like what they did with getting Donald with their front four. You know, it, it reminds me of those front fours the Giants had um, kind of in the early, mid-2000s um, where they had guys who uh, just got after, the, uh, got after the quarterback in their front. Um, and I, I think that's what, you know, St. Louis is, is creating. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it to, to D. Wills. I want to get to Dean's list. So go ahead, D. Wills. Um, the one team that you – I don't – the team that I liked a lot, and they just have been reloading, um, is the 49ers. Um, you know, I think with, uh, if you look at from top to bottom, they got really good football players. Um uh, you think about Ward from Northern Illinois. I think he helps them build some. And, and, and people sleep on NIU, but NIU's been a, uh, a solid program for a while. And this is a kid that gets after it. Uh, my, you know, my my graduate alma mater. Um, and I think he builds that. He gets them back and getting that uh, depth that he was a backfield. The Carl's High pick I like because. The one thing about the 49ers, they keep loading up on those running backs and those guys who pound and, and really uh, allow them to be physical. Um, I like Marcus Martin because I think um, I watched him play a little bit. 
Um, I think he's going to really solidify their line of scrimmage. And they always invest between Martin and Thomas in their line of scrimmage and getting some them linemen and keep building there. And, and they'll continue to do that with the college free agents. I like the Chris Borland pick. And, you know, we offense was kind of – I watched that kid. I knew that kid when he walked in to the building and watched him from day one. This is a good football player. Um, and given some of the injuries they're dealing with with the linebacking core, but this is a kid – don't be surprised if they start putting him in spots throughout the year. It's, this is a good football player. He definitely He'll put him in spots because of Bauman. That, I mean, he's huh? he going to play if they're off. He's going to play. Navarro Bauman, he's he going to play if they're off. He's going to play. Chris going to play. This is a kid that's going to make some plays uh, that I really like uh, with that. Um, and then, I mean, throughout, if you look at it throughout, it, they got some solid guys who I think can contribute. And they hit all their – the Bruce Ellington pick. I like Bruce. Man, I've watched him play at Carolina. I think under you know, guys like this will will play better under a coach like Harbaugh because he's gonna bring some discipline to the game. And but I like him in terms of what I think he can do a long run. And he might be a kid that you can see coming up. So I like their kind of. I think they were solid going through, and that was a a Dean's list. Another team, y'all think I'm a homer? I'm just gonna add it in here. Here's my Steelers, and the reason why. Is because I think they went back to what they know. <laughs> they went back and did. We got to talk about that, D. Wells. We got to talk about that. Huh? Go ahead. We got to talk about that, go, go ahead. They, they got to go back to it. And uh, I like, you know, the first pick people can debate, but I think um, with uh, Shazier, I, you know, he might have been a little bit higher than they should, but I think he's a kid that's going to play well under them. They'll, Dick LeBeau will use his speed and use his athleticism to get with us. I like the two-it pick. Um, I like Archer's going to be explosive. They still got to add to that running game. But the, but I like the depth they built on defense. All these kids in, in, in where I think they're going to really need some help have done it. They addressed the defensive backfield where I, I felt like they needed to get a pick there. But I like the kid, and I, I did tweet on this, is a kid uh, uh, from uh, UCLA, uh, Zumwalt. This guy plays like a stealer. He, they got him, and he's kind of picked, they got him in the sixth round. But if you watch, I've watched a little bit of UCLA. This is a guy in a big LeBeau defense that's going to get after people. And so I felt like they really started to, to get it, uh, at some of the things that they really need to reestablish on defense, and they need to get younger. And I felt like they did it. And don't sleep on the tight end from UMass. Uh, I believe this kid started out at, I want to say, I don't know if he did, but I think he might start out in Michigan, but this is a kid that um, uh, can can play, and that was kind of on the ra- radar, but don't sleep on this kid from UMass at tight end. Okay. Well, I okay. talked about the best, the best, the best player. The best player was was uh, Martavis Bryant. That's going to be the the baller. And that, and that, I, 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 I like I, I like Bryant, but I, and and. All, it's all going to come down to, and the reason why I switch to offensive players because it's going to come down to how Ben responds, right? If Ben becomes the backyard quarterback, it might be effective. It might not. If Ben becomes that quarterback that towards the end of the season where he let the running game help him, then I'm I'm okay with the the Bryant pick. But I'm not buying any receivers until I see what they do on offense. Where they need to win games is on defense. They need to be able to stop some people. And their problem has been um, 
is, is that they don't make enough of those key plays to get those turnovers. They just in two lines, especially in the backfield. They, they need to ramp up that linebacker court, and they need to really strengthen their defensive backfield. So I agree with you, but I'm still waiting to see how Ben uses these weapons. The running game is going to force him to do it, but I, I'm not sure how he's going to react. Okay, okay. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to go with my teams list. Uh, the first team I've got, you guys hit on some teams that I liked, St. Louis, San Francisco. A team I'm going to throw out that wasn't on either of your lists, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Um, I, I oh, felt yeah. like defensively, they hit a knee with ha-ha, Clinton Dix. I just like saying the name. <laughs> like, seriously, uh-huh. his, his name is ha We're going to call the grown man ha-ha, all right? <laughs> But we got high, high in Green Bay. Uh, you know, Ted Thompson always hits on his receivers, so I anticipate either Aberdares or Adam. Yeah, either one of those guys is going to hit and stick, probably, if not both. Um, you know, Thornton gives them a little bit of depth at the D-line. Uh, you know, a lot of folks were, were questioning whether or not they got enough defense. I think the thing that Thompson did was he also – you know, he's a draft and develop GM, and he's got some guys in, in, the, in the cupboard who haven't produced yet who he's spent first-round picks on um, right. in the likes of uh, Jarrell Wor- or high picks, Jarrell Worthy, Detone Jones, Nick Perry. Those guys still – he's still got to give those guys a chance to breathe. You know, so he's not going defense just yet, and I like he didn't panic. Um, he's still got balance. It looks like he still stayed true to his board and got the best guy that was available. I mean, he basically went offense, defense, offense, defense for most of the draft. Um, so, you know, I like that he didn't panic because the fan base out here is clamoring for defensive help, defensive help, defensive help. Um, I think he understands what he has on his roster, and he made choices that that made sense while still getting a high level of talent. Now, the second team I got on my Dane's list is the New York Jets. And, again, for me, it's about identity. And they acquired talent that helps them maintain their identity. I think that's why you like what the Pittsburgh Steelers did and the 49ers did is because they took guys that allowed them to – that will allow them to maintain their identity for a longer window. Because once you lose sight of that, especially in football, when you lose sight of that identity of who you're going to be and what type of team you want to be – you lose yourself. Look at the New York Giants. Ever since their front four has gotten weak and they stopped running the ball and they tried to throw it all over the yard, now you have a situation where they're losing games. Why? They don't have an identity anymore. You know, what they won with is no longer there. And so the Jets did a good job. They took Calvin Pryor uh, early. They got a tight end, um, which I think is a, for them what they have to do is start to build up their offense. Their defense is top-notch. They took another player that they can add to the defense. Uh, they got another corner in McDougal, who I really like. I think he's going to be a very, very good player. I think he's going to fit really like well. Him. Too small, too small in, 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 the, in the corner area right now with the Richard Shermans and too small, man. They have a terrible yeah, everybody, they don't play the same style. They don't play the same style as Seattle. They don't ask their corners to do it. They haven't, they haven't played that way. That's why they got rid of Cromartie. They let Rivas go. They're not playing that style at the corner position no more. I think he fits with what they're trying to do. 
Um, That's why they're five hundred teams. Say what? That's why they're a five hundred team too. But that's because the offense sucks. That's because the offense sucks. I mean, the defense was top notch. You can't. You, that's under. That's not debatable. Yeah, the defense. The defense is loaded with talent. Offensively, they've struggled. Now they they picked up some guys: Chris Johnson, Eric Decker, Mike Vick, uh, to push Geno Smith. So they have some different pieces that they brought in offensively to try and bring their offense up to the level of defense. You know, if they if they win two games at ten and six and no longer five hundred, and it, you know, I think with the pieces they've added on offense, they probably can get to ten and six. You know, will that get them in the playoffs? Who knows? But I think they they they've improved themselves and they've also solidified the strength. Which you just you want to stay strong where you're strong, and you want to try and address your weaknesses uh, as best you can. But you want to make sure you stay strong and you stay ahead of the curve with your strengths. And they did that. Um, so those are my two deans list teams. Um, that I had left over on potential teams on my Dean's list. I want to move down a notch. I want to move down a notch, and we're going to go to the next tier, which is academic good standing. I'm going to start with you, you uh, Hammer. Uh, who, who did a solid job but did blow you away? Ravens uh, did a solid job, Bengals, and uh, Texans. I think they all had solid drafts, but, um, you know, I'll start with um, Ravens. I think C.J. Mosley's. Good, solid pick, but not explosive. I mean, he's he's not explosive. He's going to be a good, solid player, but I, I just he's not going to be a game changer um, like you, brother. And then uh, <laughs> Timmy Timmy Jer- Timmy Jernigan, the red flags. So, I mean, I'm sorry, you know. Again, if you can't get off the substances in this process with the money on the table, you're either dumb. Uh, you're you're a fool. I mean, I I just can't see. I mean, what's happening with Josh Gordon right now? All these other people. I mean, yeah, the red flags with Jernigan. He's a great talent, but I, I just would not invest a second round pick on. I mean, he's I think he's gonna be solid. I think he'll have a good veteran core around him. But you no, know, he, he probably will work out. But you no, know, the chance is that's why that's why a talent like that's in the second round. I mean, he's a first rounder, no doubt. Uh, you know, Terrence Brooks thinks solid. Uh, this kid from Colorado State supposed to be a very solid player. And, and Gary Kubiak's going to be uh, running it. So, um, you know, it's, it's a good, solid draft. Uh, even their last round pick, uh, this Camperano kid is supposed to be really good. So, um, I think they're a solid draft, but nothing is going to change, uh, change the game, you know. As far as uh, Cincinnati and, uh, you know, my brother uh, Marvin Lewis, I mean, Dark Wizard I think it was a great pick. Uh, Jeremy Hill, another character guy. Just wonder about He's great talent, but, again, uh, his talent, even though we're not taking running backs, I mean, he should have been at least a high second rounder. Serious red flags. And uh, just because solid, you know, A.J. McCarron, obviously, is going to be the high pick, solid pick. Um, so it was a good, solid draft, but nothing uh, – like I said, I think it'll, it'll keep them, you know, losing in the first round of playoffs uh, uh, every year, and, and that's about it. And then finally, Houston, uh, then they really hit on Clowney. I think Clowney's going to be a stud. Uh, he's going to bring it, and uh, the the, the, the uh, second round pick this guard, just an absolute beast. I love the Iowa kid, too. I don't care what they say. I think this kid's seeing me solid. Knicks, they hit on him, but the Savage kid, not that impressed with him, man. Very uh, unstable cat. 
several schools, very indecisive. That's not the person you want to turn over the franchise to. And you got Ryan Fitzpatrick and you got Case Keenum, you know, as your top quarterbacks. And so they're they're good picks, but they really uh, suffered near the end of the draft as far as it goes. So that's that's my assessment as far as uh, the good teams, good standing, but you know, not stars, not summa culotta, and not academic probation. You know. Okay. All right. All right. A, a, stu- a student assessment right there, D. Wills. Give me your academic good standing picks. Um, I think there's a, there was a lot of teams in this kind of middle ground, um, and I think I think uh, Hammer hit on a couple of, of, of teams. Um, I think the Bengals had a solid um, draft for a number of reasons that uh, uh, Hammer was talking about, but I, I think that I like Jeremy Hill in this situation, um, and I, he hit on a couple other people, but, um, you know, when you have a quarterback like they have, continue to solidify that running game as they move closer into the playoffs as a threat, um, I think it's going to be very important uh, 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 part of their their game. But I think what they got was really solid needs. And then I like uh, I like uh, Nard. I think getting that shut down in that division, getting a guy that allows to – that plays with some discipline and allows you to, you know, maybe shut down the side of the field um, defensively, is going to be very important for them. And so I just think, you know, Cincinnati's been drafting, you know, very well. I think part of the thing they got to really deal with is they got to leverage this and get deeper into the playoffs and really make that run they're supposed to do. And that's all going to come back to the quarterback position. Um, so it would be interesting to see how a guy like A.J. McCarron, how that, what, what that does to that quarterback situation, because he's very competitive. And he's the kind of cat that never really gets a lot of credit. Um, for how he plays, and he plays with chip on his shoulder. And so, you know, is he just going to be that backup and be there, or is he going to push? Um, but I like the other pieces that they put together. There's nothing going to make you jump, but I think the, the you know, Denard the corner is a difference maker. And I think sometimes late in the playoffs, you need that kind of guy. And I think that's – I like their draft. Uh, another team I'm going to try and move away from some of the other ones I think that people uh, already mentioned that I thought um, – uh, was pretty solid. Um, the, the other group that I like, um, and I think they've just been kind of um, sleeping their way back in, and they get criticized a lot because everybody's watching. But I thought, I thought for the most part, <laughs> Cowboys were solid. And this is the reason why I'm going to say this. Because everybody thought that Jerry was going to fall back into that addiction. Mm-hmm. And for the second year in a row, you know, and they, and they slept on my guy from Wisconsin. He was solid for them all year last year. You know, they would. I didn't sleep on him. I didn't sleep on him. I know you didn't, Frederick. No. But but they went back and got Zach Martin. They got him a solid. Yeah. And this is a guy who could play multiple positions. Solid, shoring up that that offensive line. Then they went and addressed defense. Two straight picks, right? Uh, they got Lawrence. Who I watched a little bit, like you. Uh, and then Hitchens from Iowa, like him uh, a little bit. And then they got Street, who I watched a little bit. Um, um, that's it. But but they, they did some investment on the defense. You think about their next, they got between linemen and defensive players, you know, they didn't fall in, lo- they didn't fall in love with specialty players. 
They got solid uh, football players at positions that they really needed. And that's a little bit different discipline than you've seen with the Cowboys. But I think for two straight drives, you know, Jerry's held it together. Now, what he does with it, can't tell you that. <laughs> so I, I agree with some of the selections you guys made. The Cowboys, they were on my radar. Uh, you know, the Bengals were definitely on my radar. The one thing I would say about the Bengals, uh, one thing I'll add about the Bengals, and particularly the McCarran pick, and I'll throw this out there to you guys. McCarran reminds me in the way he's viewed right now, not that this is where he'll wind up, but in the way he's viewed right now, he reminds me of Brady when Brady came out, came out of Michigan. You know, a guy who won a lot in college. People kind of overlook him a little bit. Don't give him a ton of credit because he played with a ton of talent. But he's got the prototypical size, you know, arm strength, all that kind of stuff is there. He just, but again, he just doesn't get. He just doesn't get that credit. But all he's done is be successful. You know, whether he turns out to be a Brady or not is still yet to be seen. But I'm just talking about when you look at coming out of college, how these guys are stacking up in comparison to other to the other quarterbacks. McCarron is oftentimes the afterthought in the conversation. You know what I mean? And I think Brady was at his time as well. That's why he fell to the sixth round, despite all of the production he had when he was in college and all the winning he did. He played in the pro-style offense in college at Michigan, but they ran the ball, which is the same thing. He wasn't asked to fling the ball around the yard um, in Michigan the same way McCarron wasn't asked to fling the ball around the yard at Alabama. doesn't mean they can't do it. And because they didn't do it in college, I think, you know, it, it, it kind of hurts their perception a little bit. But I agree with you, B. Wills. I think the kid's a competitor. I think if you put him in a situation uh, with – other than proving that he can win with talent when he's got other talented guys and he can be that facilitator offensively, um, you know, he, he may push uh, Andy Dalton a little bit. And, you know, if Dalton doesn't get done in the playoffs, you know, he, he might, we might see, you know, A.J. McCarron sooner than later. Um, so another team I thought did well but didn't blow me away was the Cleveland Browns. And there's the obvious Manziel factor, which I'll get into in a second, but I think overall, they did a good job, again, of focusing on areas where they need support, not getting too caught up in all of the other stuff that was going on with, um, you know, the Josh Gordon situation. They stuck two to their board. They tried to address whatever needs they could, but also solidifying who they want to be and trying to develop an identity. Um, getting Justin Gilbert. At number eight, was a bit high, but he fits. They feel like he's a fit for what they're trying to do defensively. And that's for me, that's important. If, you, if you've got a philosophy, you've got to get players. Forget how uh, McShay rates them, how Kuiper rates them. Do they fit with you? That's what the Seahawks, that's what teams like the Seahawks have done. You know, people got on the Seahawks for picking up Bruce Irvin in the first round a couple of years ago. You know what? He fit with what they were trying to do defensively. You know what I mean? He fit a need. He fit into their scheme. They saw a place for him, and, and, and they use him in a certain way that works for their team, you know? And that's what you've got to do. You've got to acquire a talent that fits with the identity of your squad. And so I think they did that. Obviously, the Manziel pick helps that franchise more off the field than it does on the field for the near future. Um, but they needed that. You know, it's also a business. You know, at the end of the day, 
you're trying to win games, but this is also a business, and Manziel is good for business. And them trading up within the process, they trade back and then they trade up. I think they managed the process really well to be able to maximize the picks that they had, particularly early in the draft. And that's why I like what they did. Didn't blow me away, but I like what they did in managing the process and still getting talent in, but also raising the value of the franchise as a whole. I mean, Manziel jersey sold, you know, selling like hotcakes. Uh, ain't nobody been buying no Cleveland Browns jerseys. One, they're ugly. No. Uh, it's an ugly color. <laughs> <laughs> now they're going, now they're flying off the shelf because of Johnny Manziel. So that's good business. And, I, I you know, I, and again, how much, you know, if, if when Forbes does the next uh, report on uh, sports franchise worth, I guarantee Cleveland is up several spots just because of that pick. You know, so overall, I think they helped themselves uh, in that way. Whether it actually equates to anything on the field, we'll see. I think that's just to be seen. I'm not a Manziel guy um, as far as his skill set and his ability, but you can't deny he definitely registers at the box office. So, you know, in that sense. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.